This is the Dodcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Dodson. In today's podcast, I visit with Joe Kelly, a model-turned-photographer who is based out of York, Pennsylvania. Joe has worked with agencies in California, Miami, New York City, Chicago, Philadelphia, and more, and has developed a keen understanding of the industry from both a model and a photographer's vantage point. He likes to style himself a photographer that will not only help build a model's portfolio, but will help them launch their career itself. In our talk, Joe and I will chat about his early modeling days and a trip to Milan that humbled this brash young model, his transition into photography, the approach he takes when photographing people, some views on retouching or altering images, and a cringeworthy comp card that got him started years ago. We talk about all this and much more on this, the third episode of the Dodcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Dodcast. It's my podcast where I talk about stuff that I find interesting with people who are far cooler than me. And today I've got Joe Kelly. Joe, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you being here. Um, can you just give me like, give me the cliff notes of who you are, what you do? All right. First, thanks for having me. Um, so I basically shoot and model full time. I started shooting and um, maybe 15 years ago. Okay. So I picked it up. I started to shoot because I wanted to help models. I've always wanted to. So now I Coming found a way from to do modeling. that. Yep. So because you came I into photography from being a model. First. Yeah, because I knew where I came from. Okay. And which was if I, f- I always say if I would have made the mistake and fell for a scam, mm. that would have been it. Yeah. So um, I can help you avoid all the scams and things like that. And there's tons of it out there. And what ended up happening was I really fell in love with shooting. So I continue to help models, but that's how I'm doing. I'm getting them the pictures they need. To work. Okay. And you're working directly with agencies? Yep. So I work with a variety. So in Philly, there's a ton that I work with. I work with some in New York, some in North Carolina. And then, of course, models are with different agencies in other markets. Mm. So I get, I'm doing that as well. How does that work? Like, do you reach out to those agencies first or do they find your work and reach out to you? Um, It typically starts with a model. So the model says, hey, I'd like to work with you. They've seen my work somewhere, and then they give those pictures to the agencies that they're with. And then sometimes the agencies are like, who shot that? Mm. And then they put you on a testing list. Who shot that? This blue-eyed guy yeah, this that guy. I found. <laughs> this goofy guy. <laughs> but, yeah, so you want to get on that testing list. Okay. And what that list means is that's a list that the agency has looked over, and, and they're tough to get on. But if you come into the agency as a model, they'll give you this list. And if you're on that list, chances are you're – you're solid and you're going to give the agency what they need. So the, the agency, when you're on that list and they have the new model come to them, like you obviously need to update your, your, yep. either your, your, not really your lookbook, but, uh, your card, your headshot, whatever it may be, or just, we need these shots in your portfolio. We'll hook you up with Joe. Yep. Run out there. And you'll be on a list with other people that are really good. So you yeah. have to, you have to keep your game up. It keeps you shooting at a level that's top and you have to give a little more for a little less and it always gets more competitive. Are you bidding against other photographers or is the agency just picking you and telling the model, go, Joe will shoot what you need. They will lead you in the right direction. In other words, if you're a girl that needs super high fashion, I'm not, that's not really my thing Mm -hmm. um, because there's not much of a market for it. Okay. So they'll send you to a super high fashion guy, you know? And if you need more lifestyle and happy and organic type pictures, they'll probably send you my way. So they'll, they'll give you a push, 
but it's up to you who you want to shoot with. Gotcha. That's super cool. How'd you get into the photography? Like, I, I mean, obviously you came from the modeling, but did you always kind of have an interest in the camera? Well, when I was modeling, I mean, we're talking ages ago, so <laughs> there was there was no digital, and I knew I didn't have the patience for film. Okay. I wish I would have started then. I was just mm. probably very scared. And then um, I've always been artistic, but I can't draw. I can't. I can't paint. And I couldn't figure out what I wanted. It took me a while to figure out that that's what I like to do. So I'm basically shooting is my artistic side. Was it a family member that gave you a camera or did you just go out and buy one no, one day? Uh, so the funny truth is I wanted to shoot. And in my mind, I had what I wanted to do. And I got this uh, point-and-shoot camera. Okay. And I was like, Always right. the best pictures. Yeah, it's always the point. Point <laughs> full <shoot> auto. <laughs> full <laughs> auto. So I take these uh, girls out. And in my mind, it's going to be... It's going to be fantastic. Right. You ever see the top memes, shelf? The nailed it memes yeah. where it's like a supermodel, <laughs> right. then you have another one. Expectation versus reality yeah. type stuff. So I do this. Here's the, so it's funny because it goes back to Philly. So I take about three new models out, and I'm like, okay. And of course, it's bathing suits, and it's in a park, and it's on a picnic table, and it's everything that I hate about shooting now, which would right. be trees, bricks. And railroad tracks. Okay. <laughs> so I shoot these girls and I get back and I pull it up and I look at it and it is horrendous. Right. And I, and I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. So I go, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to shoot men because I know them all. I know the good guys and I, and I have access to them and I know how to shoot men. And half the battle too is having a good model you're yeah. working with. I took me a long time to realize that. Yeah. So I took a guy, Mike Tall, I take him out and I said, now, he's, he was with Ford for 10 years with me, and he was with Reinhardt. Ford, I, you're talking about the modeling agency, Ford. Yep, yep, in New York. So I said, hey, you style, because he's good at styling. We go out, we shoot. Now, I, find, I upgraded. I got that 20D <laughs> and the long 7200. <laughs> and I said, let's go do this. So we went out for the day, and I shot. I just completely changed my game right away. Wow. And I turned those pictures into the agency, and he's been doing it 10 years full time. They replaced his whole book. Wow. And Jenna from Reinhardt, she was like, you need to be shooting. What does that feel like when you, you're new to the game and you have something like that happen where it's like, I know this model is a pretty, he's been around the block, so to speak. Yeah. And here I'm, I'm fresh off the old, you know, I'm fresh off the block. Yeah. And yet this agency thinks highly enough of these photos that I shot where, you know, maybe I knew what I was doing. Maybe I didn't. It was but, kind of luck. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you have an eye when you, when you're in the business. You have to have the eye. And what photographers, they've always said to me, like, I hate you because you <laughs> get to go see the best of the best. And I get to see how they light. And now I take that. And then, of course, I'm stealing lighting all the time. And yeah, everybody course. should. Yeah. Um, but it was a little bit of luck, but we, we just nailed it. Hmm. So f what happened, though, is because that threw me right on that testing list, now I had to catch up. So now I had to work extra hard figuring out editing, post-production. What's it, it took a long time yeah. to, for me to get where I am today. Like, it doesn't happen fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, too. The difference between doing a, a shoot for free with a buddy versus when yes. money's coming in and then yeah. now there's expectations attached. Yeah. Whole different ballgame, right? Yeah, I'd say. You know that, I'm sure. Now, when, when, you, when you took this guy out into the park, were you doing any kind of off-camera lighting? Were you Where it was all naturally lit? Just so... Uh, most people start out, as you know, with natural light. And that's yeah. what I did. We just found. I literally was getting lucky using techniques from the guys that I knew were the greatest. So I, and it worked and it was all natural light. Mm. So I didn't come into studio 
when I finally got around to getting studio lights, I mean, I didn't even know how to turn them on. Yeah. And now I'm trying to shoot them on. Like, it wasn't good. But I was trying my best, and I was doing it for free because, you know, in this business, you have to give away a lot. Yeah. Um, I always tell people it's like the NFL. You play a few years of college ball. Yeah. And then if you're good enough to crack the big leagues. You, you can't. Can... Now, I told my daughter this. She wants to do – she wants to video weddings. So I said – I can, you can use my equipment. I can teach you lighting. If this is what you want to do and it's your passion, you can kill this and you can make a lot Number of money. Number one tip, get in shape. <laughs> you need to run. People are always like, do you run. do weddings? I'm like, yeah, I do weddings, but I keep it. I don't shoot that many a year because I like to keep it fresh. And yeah. it is physically, it's taxing. Yeah. But I told her, I was like, she was like, why do I have to give it away for free? And I was like, okay, can I see some of your work? She's like, oh. Because you have to build up. You can't just walk in an agency and say, I'm really good. You have mm -hmm. to have a book that's built. And um, one thing an agency told me was, if you don't have good models in your book, the first thing we ask is why. So not, o not only do you have to be good, you have to be good enough to get the good models to come shoot with you. And they're, gonna, they're not paying. Well, and when just to step, take a like, half step back, yeah. when you say good models... Is that something the agency is going to look at and tell just based on posing and the model you're working with? Or yeah. are you talking about people who the – like models who the agency already knows? So, well, we'll jump to my – in modeling, I never respected model. Like I did it, but I didn't – I thought we were so easily replaceable and not worth a thing. And when you start shooting, you start to realize if you throw a light on somebody, if they're not a good model, meaning – the yeah. correct features that everyone thinks of when you think of a typical model. If you don't have those features, those, that light does not work. Yeah. And I the mean, light paints everybody. And everyone thinks it's Photoshop yeah. and it's not. I mean, these people, the best models, 99 out of 100 pictures are good. Yep. They can't take a bad picture. Yeah. And the, and the ones that, aren't, that don't have these features, you can't make magic. You can do Photoshop, but everyone gets cleaned up, but it's not magic. So yeah. I started to respect the model. And what that means is, you know, they're lean, they're tall, you know, they, they, re, they meet all the requirements. And the fact is when you take their picture, it's stunning. Yeah. And then the agency recognizes this because that's the people they're sending to you. They're looking at these photos all day long too. Yeah. If it, the height thing is a big deal, everyone's always like, well, I'm five, nine in heels. Well, it, lengthwise, it, it's about clothing. First off, you're not going to fit the sample size if you're not the five, nine, 10, you know, but when you shoot a model who's five, two, as opposed to 5'10", mm. in the same outfit, it looks completely different. Yeah. So this is what I mean by good model. Like, it's just, they look short. And there's nothing wrong with it, but the standard is... Right. It's it, like trying to be a bodybuilder when yeah. you're my size. Yeah. Well, yeah. you could... Yeah. <laughs> we could I, I appreciate you trying to throw the compliment give back. give our whole life out. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> no, there definitely are people who you're photographing them, and their face takes the light differently same modifier so same everything it's yep. just a different thing yep. i know i 100 percent know what you're talking about yep. it's like the feeling when you upgrade from a crop sensor camera to a full frame sensor and you're like this is the sharpness i've been missing out on yes and nobody can describe you just have to see it yeah you just have to see it that's pretty cool um speaking of cameras you're shooting with the the new 5d mark IV. yep right um it's one of those things where I, one of those cameras where the really technical people are sort of like, oh, the specs aren't what they should be. You should get a Sony. You should get this. Have you always shot Canon? Is that the... I started with that 20D, and then I went probably to a Mark III. Okay. Or no, the Mark II. Okay. That was the big buy yeah. back then. Mark II was game and changer. Three, right? And then I turned in my my three. I sold it, and I had it checked for 
actuations and i and they always say it's like a car 100,000 miles is getting high <laughs> i had 480,000 wow and he said you can keep them for longer than that but so i upgraded to the 4 and i have to say i'm really happy you had 400,000 on your 3 mm-hmm. wow and i have another camera and i've always used a backup but that i must have shot the 3 was the biggest as you said, the three is a nice upgrade from the yeah. two to the three. The auto focusing, the yeah. auto focusing, and the, the three focusing was wasn't so hot on the on the five. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. um, what kind of lenses are you using? What kind of stuff do you shoot with? So I've always, I almost never took off the seventy two hundred. Okay. Okay. So when I got the four, I noticed that they weren't sharp. So I probably need to get it. I'm either shaking. Wait, you're talking age? about the F4 versus the 2.8? No, I'm doing the 2.8, so the 7200 2.8. Oh, you're talking about on the Mark IV? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So when okay. I put that on, I didn't have a grip, and, and I felt like I was getting a little... Sh- Maybe I was shaky, but when I was down at you know, 200 2.8, it wasn't mm-hmm. so tack sharp. Okay. So I have a 2470, the Prime, and I just started using it because it was just sharper on that camera. I believe I have to get it calibrated. Is it, the, is it the V1 2470 or the it's newer the new one? one? Okay. It's the new one. So I, I haven't taken it off. So mm-hmm. now I'm doing the 2470. It's such a great lens, isn't it? I, it's I such don't a know. great lens. I used to not like it, but I love the new one. Yeah. Well, I have people, I have the old one, and I've had people tell me that they always had sharpness issues it's with not the sharp. old one. I got rid yeah. of mine. And, and the, the new one is, because I got it because I was doing some weddings. I'm like, I don't want to go 24105 F4. I need that yes. extra stop of light. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I can, I can buy the extra millimeters with my feet if I have to, Yeah, but no, that's pretty cool. That's, um, that's pretty neat. Now, what, like your approach when you, obviously when you're shooting in studio, your approach in terms of what you're thinking about in your head is going to be different than when you go out into a field. Yep. But I was always the kind of guy when I was out in a field shooting, like I want to be at F two eight, I want to shoot super shallow up the field, but then it kind of turned into something where I was like, I want a little bit more focus than that. Yeah. Do, like, what's your approach? I know you're not super technical when it comes to all the number stuff. You're, mm-hmm. you're about the connection, right? Like you and the model, you're the symbiotic thing going back and forth. And, yeah. and it's, it's all about, we're going to work together and get these great photos. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Probably not as good as, as you are. Cause I mean, look at you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> when it, when it comes to the technical side of things, is there anything that you're keeping your eye on in terms of, do you prefer being at a certain aperture? I'd like, I know photographers are like, I like to shoot everything at F5. It gives me good sharpness with a great fall off. Well, I steal, I, so it's funny. We just had this discussion. I get my first instinct when I see photographers literally trying to steal what I do, I get uptight about it and I get grumpy right. and I half want to email them and tell like knock it off. And then I'm thinking I do that. Mm. I've done that. I can't blame somebody for wanting like that's supposedly flattery. So I steal it. I've stolen everything I've done. I didn't come up with anything original. Um, so I'll look at behind the scenes of, you know, whatever you want to do, you want to follow the greatest that do it. So yeah. I'm watching some of what I think are the greatest and I look at their settings on the camera Yeah. and they're sticking. If they're sticking at two eight, even if we're over here at 1200, I, they're doing everything they can to keep that at two eight. Mm-hmm. So that's been my style. Yeah. It's, and, and I like it. Like sometimes we'll get up to five, six or something, but I try not to be up in 11. And Even in to, studio or just studio? I'm up there. Okay. Studio, right. honestly, I'm happy anything over five, six. Okay. Like I, I don't really care. You front to back. I don't give, notice give me the everything in focus. Yeah. Because so when I first started, I don't know if you remember when you first started, but I was Mr. I got to have it. 
So I probably <laughs> would shoot, I'd shoot a model with up to six lights. Yeah, way too much, right? It's so much. So, and when I first started, it, uh, depth of field and length was a big deal. So in other words, you have your background here, your model's yep. here, and you're here. And there's a big space. Mm -hmm. So, but if you didn't realize the photography has changed and, and what happened was the New York photographers who have no space yeah. created a new throw everyone against the they wall. They changed the right? style. Terry Richardson. Yes. They're on the wall. Yeah. They're close to them. So this actually changed the whole game. So now this long, you know, I used to like to put a model 10 feet off the backdrop and make mm. it look like a huge studio, which still has its place, but it's when the best of the best have no space and here's what they're shooting. Everyone's going to follow. Yeah. So I've done the whole, I've tried to follow what Terry Richardson does. I've studied him. I bought the mini brackets. I, <laughs> I try and shoot, um, I try and follow the best. And to me, the best has always been Peter Lindbergh, Bruce Weber. Uh, Guy Rock is really fantastic. And I got to work with them. So I got to see what they do. I got to see how they interact. And the one thing I've noticed besides them being amazing talent is their team. Hmm. Like they have a team. Their hair and makeup, their assistants, everybody is on. Everything's point. flowing. Everything is on point. The stylist is. A, I mean, you know as well. It takes a setup. Like you just can't. Hey, let's go shoot. Yeah. Like that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, you, you have get, to you have get a snapshot. Yeah. Yeah. The everything just gets so much better when you have yeah. everybody working together. How did you? Uh, just speaking about those photographers, was it something where you just reached out to them and you're like, "Hey, I'd love to come work with you for a day," or did you get so an internship? So we used to follow. Or, or was it modeling? Was your modeling days? Yeah, it was modeling. Okay. So I met, like, uh, I remember meeting Peter Lindbergh, and I was just head over heels. And people were like, Peter who? I'm like, you don't know that guy? It's Charles Lindbergh's brother. Come on. Yeah, he shut the, <laughs> this guy shuts the block down in L.A. to, to right. shoot. But, I mean, so sometimes you get lucky. And then even the testing photographers that are the best of the best, you can see how they light. And they're really, to me, the best. Like, they kill it consistently every day. Mm. And they're turning into agencies top-notch work for not a ton of money. Yeah, they're like the studio musicians who are yes. super talented but never became the rock star. Yeah, yeah. And they're and I and I've always I follow the business model that they do. My rates are what they are because of what they you know New York actually keeps rates down because there's so much talent. Like right. you would think it's going to be gobs of money to shoot with somebody. It's not because so many other literally people across the them. hallway. There's another guy who does yeah. the same thing. So it, the competition's fierce, obviously, and with these new cameras and uh, everyone's getting pretty good pretty quick. Mm. And that's, I thought I got pretty good fast, but honestly, it took me a long time. Yeah, and there's a lot of young photographers you see kind of growing up and and building quick. a following and a company online, mm -hmm. pretty pretty fast. And it's amazing how young they are. Yeah, like some are teens. And yeah, they're, they're incredible. Yeah, and you're looking at their stuff like. Whoa. So I don't know how I've always had the advantage of seeing what the picture should look like from the best of the best. And if you don't have that advantage, it, I don't, I don't know honestly how they're so good. I don't know how they got so good so fast. I'm like, <laughs> you guys must be like, to me, they must know somebody that's really good or right. they're learning from some somebody. kind of mentor that yep. helped them. That's one of the best ways to learn. Yeah, of course. So how do you think you being a model has sort of changed or, or informed the way that you photograph other people? Um, Cause it has to affect you. A little I think bit, it's right? just the experience. So I, I know what they're feeling. I know the insecurity. I know we call it losing the model. 
So even little things like showing them the picture, like mm -hmm. here, look at that. You know, when you do that, you yeah. do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it. I try not to. Yeah. Because the truth is, I know the majority of models I know are extremely insecure. There's everyone thinks they're cocky. It's never the case because they're getting chewed up every day. Yeah. So if you show them that picture, they're picking themselves apart. They're yeah. gonna look at what they don't like, and if they see that, you lost them. If they're not blown away by the picture you just showed them, even though you might be, because technically you're looking at it from yeah. a different like perspective. The light looks so amazing. Yeah, and they're like, but my nose looks weird. Yes. <laughs> now you lost them. Yeah. So I, I feel like I don't like wasting their time. I know, like I've been with photographers who just dick around all day, and there's you sit there, and for me, I'm out. Like I just yeah. lose interest. You, I as the model, I, you're saying, yeah, you I show respect up and them. get to work. Yeah, because you get tired. There's yeah. photographers that shoot like 10 looks. It's stupid. Mm. It's the same day, same model. It, it's going to look like the same shoot. To build, to build your book, it needs to be spread out. I see what you're saying. So when yeah. you lose them and they're bored and they're tired, because they're not eating before they're coming normally. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that, but they aren't. Yeah. Um, I want to be bloated when I show up. Right. Shoot. right. <laughs> I want to be full and fat and tired. <laughs> But My you, six pack that I've worked this hard for, yeah. I want it to disappear. I, I think I just know what they go through. Okay. So when I shoot, typically it's over before you know it. Like I try and keep them confused. I don't, I'm not trying to build a relationship. I'm not trying to get them to go into character. I mean, sometimes if they're really having trouble moving and letting go and relaxing, mm -hmm. I, I, I show them what I would do as a model because I work with a lot of new people. Right. So I go, okay, when this clicks, you're going to move here. You're going to move here. Right. Don't stand there. When I take that picture, unless I say don't move, move. Yeah. Because I, I have that shot. And I tell, them, you know, I tell them what we have to do. We have to focus, compose, and shoot. And when you hear that click or that light goes off, we have that shot. Yeah. So now move. And little things. And, I, and, I'm do, and it's pretty funny watching me do it because we did a video of me doing it one time. And in my mind, I'm – 17 year old beautiful fashion model <laughs> but in reality i looked at the video and i go is that really what i look like doing this and i'm like so now i it's it's embarrassing but i go i know this looks funny when i'm doing it but when you do it it's gonna work yeah um i can just they know that i've done it so they feel more they're more confident in me they had they know like this guy knows what he's doing and i don't when I started shooting, when I opened the studio, I thought, what do I know? Like, what business do I know more than any? And it's always been modeling. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not the greatest model. I know that I have a lot of limits. So you have to learn to recognize your limits and then your niche and then work it. Because hmm. I'm borderline big and tall because I'm like 6'3 and I'm okay. 210 pounds. So I'm borderline big and tall. Most models are not as large as I am. So... I'm limited. I can't put on a 40 regular jacket. Right. Yeah. And, and you should be well, able you to. you could, but it'll look really yeah. bad. It doesn't. <laughs> I it went to Milan. Off. <laughs> I went to Milan with all the money I had and I showed up to Milan and I was like, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to be, you oh, know, I had and, all these high hopes and they're like, here's the sample size. And I'm like, oh my God. And Milan at the time, the sample size is probably a 36 reg. Oh yeah. And I was jacked up and i'm like okay this isn't gonna work and yeah. i didn't get it like in my mind i'm trying to figure out how to do this mm -hmm. and i was very business-like like i wanted money it wasn't i wanted money i just wanted to be treated with, with respect and i wanted to be, build something I, yeah i didn't want to be partying and having a good time mm -hmm. it was a really good time how old were you when you when you went to milan 20 i was out of the air force so i went in the military got out four years took about a year to train and then by the time I got to Milan, I was probably 25. Wow. 
So you I, just took, took your life savings and went over there? Yeah. I, I got a check from the military and then my buddy. <laughs> so I got with an agency in New York. And that was funny because back then, what you had to do, there wasn't an internet. So I had to get my picture taken. Step one. Mm -hmm. Comp cards. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. Step two. And this is all part of what I teach people now. It's like, I just picked a photographer thinking, and he was a really nice guy. And he's a good photographer, but he doesn't shoot models. Mm. It is very specific. It's not better. So I better. can't just go to Sears and get a headshot right. by it's not. It's not better. I always <laughs> tell people, I'm not better. Like, there's probably 300 photographers in this town. Mm. Maybe myself and one other person can shoot a model. Right. And these guys have shot for 20, 30 years, they're, and they're great. They're just, they just have no idea what it takes to shoot a model. And if you don't know that, it's just very specific. It's not, I always say, it's not better. I'm not better. It's just the genre that, you know, this is what I'm shooting. Yeah. So, you know, you might be good at food. Yeah. I'm terrible at And shooting. if you're trying to stuff the model into a pallet box with right. a sheepskin, you probably should be shooting yes. infants. <laughs> And I've done, don't look, I've, I really know what I'm doing, but man, have I made a ton of mistakes mm. like with styling and like, I'm not, I could, I don't care about clothing, so I'm not really into it. Yeah. So I need a stylist. Yeah. So I need someone, either the model has to have a stylist or I have to get someone for them because I can't pick an outfit. Gotcha. I'm a t-shirt. Tell me more about Milan. I'm kind of interested. Did, how long did okay. you stay over there? Were you over there for a week, a year? What, so what was the, what was the plan? When I first got, we... We were with an agency in um, New York City, the guy who got me started in modeling. Okay. And then I, I moved over to Ford. So his booker went to Ford, and I followed him. And he was like, you got to go to Milan. Okay? So I went to Milan, and I showed up ready to take on the world. And it was really tough. I mean, you're at castings. You'll go to about 25 castings a day. Wow. So you're, you're hearing no 25 times oh, a day. So, <laughs> at least I was hearing no. So here I was over there, and it was a great time. Um, I mean, I met some people that are now really famous, like really great people. Mm. And, um, you're, you know, you're trying to book stuff because you're trying to eat. Like right. you got to have enough money. There are some people that are over there. If you come from money, it's a little easier. Right. Call dad, transfer dad, can you send me some money. bank account. Yeah. And I was there trying to, to work. And back then they called it uh, dancing for dollars. So what you do really, and girls do this now, now it turns into club promotion and catering. But back then it was called Dancing for Dollars. And what that means is a nightclub pays 10 models mm. to show up. You get like two, 300 bucks for the night. And all you do is just hang out at a club. Right. Make so, the place look a little better. Yeah. So we would, you know, and they'd come on, come in shuttle vans and take you. And I mean, tons of models did it. I don't know anyone that didn't. Okay. But in my mind, I'm always the guy who didn't want to be the waiter who says I'm an actor. And I didn't want to be... Um, um, dancer who says he mo like I, it right. was it was breaking my own heart I'm like this isn't what I want to do if I'm going to dance I'm just going to go home and dance and call it what it is mm -hmm. so the agencies in Milan take 50% that's another thing if you're lucky to get the check at all and that's before that's before the government takes their piece yeah, you're supposed to go and build your book that was the way it used to be okay you go build your book overseas and then come back to the US and kill it okay and make a ton of money I didn't really build a book I got some great pictures, but I, I was doing underwear shows because I couldn't fit clothing. So that was fun and it paid, but I couldn't model what I wanted to model. Mm. Like I got to meet Valentino in Rome and hang out and, but he's looking at my jacket, you know, when it's supposed to be here, it's yeah. here. 
like yeah. I'm looking like a idiot and a you know, <laughs> fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So it's, it didn't work. So I came home. Uh, I, I did spend an extra month there. I was probably there four months. Okay. Wow. And so you were there for a... Yeah, I didn't want to come back. But I had some family issues, so I came back and I took care of that. But when I came back, then I wanted to model. But even to get to that point, you remember how I said about the comp card? Mm-hmm. So now I had to send out like 500 comp cards in New York City. Hey, I want to model. And I mean, the comp card is hilarious. If you saw it now, <laughs> it's hilarious. Like construction hat, right. taking my glasses and looking over the top. It was everything you would make fun of. Like... <laughs> So 500 comp cards go out, and I probably get two responses. Who are you sending them to? to every agency that you can find? Back then I found a, I basically was looking. Uh, maybe there was the talent book then that showed all the agencies. Okay. But I literally would mail them out. Just like you had to mail them. It wasn't like today. So today is a little different, and it's much easier to get right in the business today. Hmm. So back then, a uh, guy, Mike Lyons, calls me from uh, – it was a Lyons group back then. Um, he was more of a fitness agency. Okay. And he tells me, he goes, I was just going to throw this away, but I think you have something. So just come meet me before you're in my throwaway pile. Maybe. Right. And I go, okay. Now I didn't tell him he's the only guy who called. <laughs> like, so let me, let me schedule you to run the rest yeah, of the meetings. Yeah. I, got going I was like, on. well, these other guys. And so, <laughs> so I go up and I, and I never forget walking in and I, it was a fitness agency and I thought I was fit. And I started, we were talking about abs or something. I remember saying, it's all lighting, right? It's all Photoshop and lighting. <laughs> and he looks over at this guy and this guy's sitting over here. The guy lifts his shirt up and I go, oh my God. I yeah. go, I'm going to go back to Pennsylvania and I'm going to work out because I think, because clearly I need to. Um, so I did do that and I, I realized I can't really be a fitness model. I just didn't have the physique for it. Okay. And, but I realized I could do editorial stuff and start doing what I wanted. So he let me start to do that. And then I got, then his booker went to Ford and then I moved over there and then I went to Milan. But that initial start, I had say X dollars. And if I would have went to a scam where you get selected, right? Cause I was selected. You ever, the big castings where they select people. Mm-hmm. Or if I would have went to a school, I would have spent that money and had no business contacts and I'd have been done. And I'd have been done. Huh. So I feel like if some there's some people that I can help, if you avoid that, you can it can change your life because let's face it, there's not a much it's a great gig. Right. Most of the models that I know are very blessed. They know damn well they're lucky to be doing what they're doing. And they're very nice and they're very humble. And you can make a lot of money doing it. Um, the business has changed. It's a lot of e com now. Okay. All the celebrities took the big jobs. The campaigns are all celebrities now. All the magazine covers are celebrities. That's been that way for a long time. Um, but there's still a lot of opportunity. When you say e-com, what do you mean? So when you shop online, yeah. So you see the model oh, okay. with the clothing. So you're talking and about an independent. Back, yep. Okay. So a typical model day back when I started would be four outfits, maybe five shots a day. And I mean, you know, you sit, you wait for the light. Right. The rates are really high. The rates are high. Got the catering. (laughs) Nowadays, so uh, there's a client in North Carolina that I work with. I'll go down and I'll, um, are we good saying the client? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. So for instance, Wrangler. So I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. I'm a rugged guy. 
my friends make fun of me because they're always say you always do construction or rugged worker jobs and you yeah. you don't work just because I look so <laughs> much like a man <laughs> and they laugh. So, but I'll go down there and a typical day is fifty shirts. Wow! So fronts, you and you're, you're, you're doing the modeling for back, this. You get styled. Okay. So there's backs and fronts. So that means when you go online and you shop and you're shopping for a Wrangler shirt, you see the front of the shirt, the back of the shirt. That's econ. Gotcha. So you, it's just on, you know, everything is online now. So when you go to the website, say you go to uh, Nike, okay? Mm. Is it Nike or Nike? Nike, oh, who cares? <laughs> Nike. <laughs> so yeah, you Nike. Go, so here's, you see the campaign stuff, the really cool shots, you know, right. the models in action jumping around. Yeah. And then, so that's more of the campaign. That's more of the bigger, that's a better day rate normally. It's a cooler shot to have in your book. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually click to shop, that becomes e-com. Gotcha. So the campaign stuff now is still online. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's H&M, you know, the pictures you see in the store, that's all part of the campaign. Yeah. But when you're shopping, that's the e-com. And that's, most models want to do all the campaign stuff. And the truth is, unless you're freakishly unique and hot right now, you know, like mm-hmm. Zoolander. So... Or a celebrity or a huge Instagram following. Instagram has completely changed the modeling game. When you go to an agency, they have a whole board now called influencers. So For the, their models. Yeah, the girl that's 5'5 five five that could never model before, now she's on that board. Yeah, she has 55,000 followers yes. or 150,000 followers. When huh. you look at the eight with the models, you, um, you can see their Instagram followers. And the clients want you to have followers. Yeah. Because if I go, hey... I'm shooting for Wrangler today and I post a picture and I have a hundred thousand followers and I don't have a lot of followers. I was late in the Instagram game, but <laughs> better late. But than also never. my, my, my Instagram is more photography, Yeah, but they want, they will literally hire you or not hire you based on that. Yeah. Cause if you put up a snap, it's, there's a hundred thousand more eyeballs in theory. Yeah. So yeah. now what's happened is the agencies are getting smart and the models are getting smart. And now if they pick the model, say the rates five grand a day, now the model says, I want 15 a day mm-hmm. because I have this. Yeah. So now they're... I'll give you a little taste of my Instagram followers. Yeah, they're flipping followers. it right back. Um, That's cool. I've yeah. heard stories in Ford where a client, I won't mention the client, so they'll come in and they'll have all the guys come in, say 50 guys, and then they'll say, anybody with under 100,000 followers can leave. Hmm. They won't tell you that before you come. Right. But they'll tell you that when you're there. So that, that shows you the power that Instagram has. It's changed the way we crop. I don't know if you crop any different. Not really. I let them. I let them crop. I'm stuff never turning. You know, I've never turned that camera. I'm always shooting not landscape. You know, I'm shooting, shooting portrait. Yep. And I, and now I'm now I'm thinking in my head hmm. they're going to want a square for the damn Instagram post. So if I cut it too narrow, it's not going to. Well, it's not even about the square now. It's about the slightly elongated square. That's yeah, they changed. You, it. That's where you should be living. It keeps changing. Max screen yep. real estate is it's the name cra- of the I game. I noticed that the other day. I made a comment. I said, <laughs> "How do you get this long?" Yeah. So why are you back to a rectangle? I forget, I forget what the, the, the ratio is, but it's, yeah. it's like a four by five. Or I something. noticed it uh, yeah. probably last week. I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Like That's... this is now I'm going to go back to I'm used because, okay. So the way I shot my niche is for models. I'm not the most artistic. I'm not the best. I'm going to get you working. Mm-hmm. And if I do it and you don't work, I bet ba- I'll have you back in and I won't charge you. If it's in my head, if I tell you I can get you working and I charge you and you don't start working and it's, it might be a picture thing, I'll redo it. 
Gotcha. Okay. And I won't try. Like I stand behind what I do. Do you look at yourself as a model first and photographer second? Nope. Photographer first. Photographer first. Yeah. Just I with used a to, heavy modeling experience. I used to shoot. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty busy right out of the gate. And the reason that is, it's not because I was so talented. I think it's because of the trust. Hmm. And the bottom line that I found is models. Trust with agencies? They trust me as a per. They know that I have experience. They know I'm not. Nobody's doing anything for free. Right. So I always tell people to try and figure out what they, what are they getting? What do they want? Um, I'm not trying to get in your pants. I'm not trying to scam you. I have no vested interest in who you go with. All I'm charging you is a fair rate to shoot. And that I make a connection for you. Mm -hmm. So that's how I help people is I make that connection. If I take your picture and it looks great and you have nowhere to, you don't know where to send it, you're still where you were. Yeah, right. You just have a, a better looking picture. <laughs> well, right. So, so now I take that and I'll send it to the top. I'll start at the top in Philly. So I'll start with the best in Philly and I'll work down. And that connection is what they're, I think they were really coming in the beginning. Right. Because I can, I can get you. And you have those connections because of your modeling experience. Yes. Yep. And that now also you've been so linked in as a photographer. Yeah. You've got that connection as well. Yep. So what would you say like to, cause we're going to have a lot more photographers in our audience than models. It's obviously okay. always great to have the models experience. Um, and I'll, I will share with you a story if I can remember about my experience as yeah. a, a bit of a model, more like just getting my picture taken. Um, what would you say for a photographer who's looking to get into, I mean, maybe it's headshots, maybe it's commercial fashion, uh, maybe it's environmental portraits and looking for an agency. Is it just knock on as many doors as you can? Do you need to find somebody who can wiggle your way into an agency with? Like what's the what's the way that you would I – know, I know you deal with getting models into agencies. But if you had to sort of give counsel to another photographer yep. in terms of getting into an agency, how? So you really have to up your game. And I think, and I think you have to study – you have to look at what other photographers are doing. In other words, you have to go to the agencies. And what I'll do is I'll pick apart the – okay, for instance, there's Wilhelmina in New York. In NLA, they're huge, not in Pennsylvania. But um, so Wilhelmina in New York, LA, or any, any of them, Ford, but they aren't all public. You can't view the whole book. When I say book, I mean a model portfolio. Right. You can't view that book publicly all the time. So there's, there's ones that you can, Wilhelmina, you can, uh, IMG, uh, New York models you can view. So you go into, into their portfolio. So onto like you go to their website, you yeah. find their dossier or roster of models. Yeah. So it'll, you'll say, here's the, it's the agency name and then right. it'll say men or women. Okay. And then say you click on, say you're shooting women, women, and then it'll say development. It, it, they have different terms. Sometimes mm -hmm. development. That means they're newer. The majority of their book is going to be tests, which is what we're talking about. So I always click on development. And testing, you're differentiating from printed, actual, purchased work. Tears. Right. What we used to call tears. tears. So back yeah. in the day, you would go, you physically you work, tear the sheet. Yeah. Here it is in a magazine. You tear that out of a magazine, which was always, remember, your portfolios are 9 by 12, which is why you shoot vertical. And the, the crops now are on 9 by 12. Mm -hmm. They still are yep. in, in the real agency book. But now... Now the agencies know because of Instagram, they're changing that too. <laughs> but so you look at that book and you want to differentiate from tears, meaning uh, there'll be logo on it. Okay. You know, or it's an editorial. So okay. there's editorial, there's advertorial, there's all kinds of stuff. But you want the one that you know, just some guy or girl shot this model. 
the test, somebody who's kind of on your level, so the to test. speak. It's oh, it's a high level. Don't right. don't confuse because these same people are well, shooting I'm talking about campaigns. A cocky photographer doesn't yeah. know yeah. doesn't know how bad they are. Yeah, yet. yeah, that was. I, <laughs> We've you all know been how there, it is. Like, you always got to get better. There, I, there's never. So, the quest for me has always been to be better. I knew I had to catch up to these guys, and I and that level is still above me. I work so hard to try and get better and keep it fresh. Do you know how hard it is to come up with new yeah. ideas? Because here's, so here's a scenario everybody doesn't think about when you're, well, we'll finish, let's finish your question. Okay. So <laughs> now you're looking through this, this lighting technique, right? How are they shooting them? Because to get pictures into that agency, to become the photographer that's on that testing level, you have to basically be able to shoot as good or better or close to that person. Mm-hmm. Now you want to make it your own, but if you can't see, if you can't notice the light, if you don't notice catch lights in the eye or where the shadow is or what kind of light they're using, yeah. what kind of post-production they're doing, how much, um, keep in mind if you ever do post, yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll tell well. you my theory on that in a minute. But So you have to study and that's how you study. You don't study by looking at Instagram. You study by looking at the agency, going into a book, finding the testing shots. You know, the girls want to be Victoria's Secret models. What do they look at? Victoria's Secret. That's not how you become a Victoria's Secret model. You go back to their books, to the girls that are working Victoria's Secret, yeah. and look how they get at there. their book, and then build your book like that. It's interesting you say that, and what you said to a moment ago about you look at what they've got going on, but make it your own. Because, yep. of course, everybody always wants to, I got I to find something that differentiates me as a photographer, and this, that, and the other. And you, when you're looking at a photo... There's a, a thousand different aspects of the photo you could copy, quote unquote. But by gelling all your lights red and shooting, so just the head of the model is popping up out of the bottom of the frame. And when you have, you know, 90% of the frame is, is an empty space, maybe cool for an album cover, but that's not the kind of making it your own that's going to get you into like this agency. Correct. Right. So you're talking about making it your own in terms of maybe you're posing or slightly. I mean, there's only so much posing. I mean, you know, because even the posing is something that you're going to see similarities in, right? I mean, there's certain yeah. things that are, there's a right and a wrong way to pose. You don't want to drop the, yeah. the whole, you know, thing out the door. Yep. Um, so what kind of ways do you find yourself sort of making things your own? Is it is it a particular vibe and jive you have with the people you're working with? Is it? Well, for me, I always wanted to make it organic because in the back of my mind, there's two, there's another thing that changed and, and. That's a key to keep – it's like fashion. So everything changes, right? Mm-hmm. But every six months, something, yeah. something's coming around the corner. And if you're not – if you're not fo- not following, but if you're not with it – Ready to turn. You're dated. Yeah. So you can always shoot your classic portraits and your beauty stuff. That's never going away. But as far as trends and styles and how the model's standing and what they're doing, this changes. So you have to follow. You have to be a follower. There's no way you can – Stay yeah. with that in your head. It's probably fashion is, is an industry built on yeah. trend, right? I mean, that's exactly yes. what it so is. So it's it's changing hot. So you need to, you need to stay with it. And I I mean, as you get older, you're not. I don't. I'm not hip anymore. Yeah, I'm just following. <laughs> I'm just watching. I want to give you. I need to know what the clients are hiring. So I'm really when I say I'm not better, I'm just different because I come at it from. I really want to get you working because I know. In the end, a hundred people or more are going to ask you how you did it, and you're going to say, "You know, I was dicking around, and then I shot just with Joe." Happened to fall into it. Joe did it. 
Oh, I see. Like, from, from a model it's standpoint, it's a referral. You're it's a re- right. that works, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it works for me. It comes back to me. My, the people that I shoot typically come back four or five times, hmm. and, and, I, and some of their friends, I would imagine. Yeah, and I do. I always say, I want to shoot your model pictures <laughs> multiple times, and then I want to shoot your wedding, and then yeah. I want to shoot your kids. I was like, is that is that being ego, or is this like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I, like you know you've done a good job when you shoot them as a model all the way through growing up because they usually start young. So you get them all the way through as an adult, they stay working. Yeah, there's some models I've worked with literally from like 14, 15 yeah. years old. And they come through, back to you. And you see them and it's like, wow, now you're getting married. Look at that. Isn't that that's yeah. pretty crazy? But they come back to you, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the trust. And a lot factor. of times and there's that trust with the mother mm-hmm. because she's got like eagle eyes. Like this yep. guy's a creep. I'm not sending my the kid The mother back has in. to love you. Yeah, yeah we of course. Know. And there has to be that. Like you said, that, that trust is huge. I mean, I get... I get heartbroken. I always used to say, as a model, there's no ego. As a photographer, there's been ego. Like, mm-hmm. I, I struggle to keep my ego, like, because not that I think I'm good. I just don't want to be outdone. I want to work. Yeah. Because I feel like I give a lot, and I really yeah. do care. Yeah, 100%. And, and I, try and, I try and get people working. You understand there's value there that you're giving. There is value. Yeah. We can talk about free shoots then, too. I'll tell you about that. <laughs> but, so basically, here here's my take on shooting or with so much Photoshop. So now the trend is less because obviously everyone figured out I can change. You can change more than I can. You can completely change the person. You make stuff very different when a client's looking at it. So think about if you're hiring somebody and you're, you have, you're selling a product and this, you're looking for X range of person, this age, this look, and now you found them and you look through their book and it is so Photoshopped. Yeah. If, if you're Photoshopped too much, they think you have bad skin. Yeah. Take the sunglasses off. Let me see who you are. They want yeah. to see you. And nowadays, they look through your book, which, by the way, you're as good as your worst picture. And then when you get to the end... As a photographer or model. Yeah. Man. That's true. There's, I didn't think about it from a photographer. <laughs> but, so Ford told me... Good advice to Booker told me. She was really smart. She was like, first off, commercial clients don't want to see commercial crap in your book. What do you mean by commercial crap? So... They're what we call lifestyle models, you know, where they're not doing high fashion, but they're making a ton of money. They're doing they're doing ads for Sprint or for yeah, your family, or, family yes. at the lake yep. with a canoe yes. and everyone's happy. And So everyone thinks if you're going to do that, you know, you either have textbooks as a college student or you're on mm. a self. Remember the days, the old right. pictures, the yeah. stock, they look like stock photos. The floor where you have the plastic piece that flips out. It can't look <laughs> like stock photos either. Oh, okay. Because it's saying. too perfect. Okay. It's, yeah. it's a great photo. It's fine, but that's not what should Boring. be in your book. Yeah. And if I book a job for a, a retailer that's not cool mm-hmm. and the picture's flat, and I look kind of crappy, they don't want to see that. You don't tear that out and put that in your book. Right. You don't put everything in your book. You only put what makes you look fantastic. So what? But when you talk about, just to butt in for a second, when you talk about less is more in terms of Photoshop, Lightroom, I mean, Lightroom's more your toning and sharpening type stuff. Yeah. But what what's your process like with the the models you're shooting are you very just like we need to turn in honestly what is you now my theory is i'm not going to change you so i'm not going to change anything about you i'm not saying i won't liquefy something here because as a photographer if you're shooting me like so i know i'm picky about myself so i know as you get older, you know what I mean? So I, I'm a bigger guy. I have bigger features. I have a bigger nose and ears. If I turn the wrong way, himself. if I turn the wrong way, yeah, it's not great. So 
Still Still better than most, though, Joe. Still better than most. (laughs) That's good. So if I look at you and I get a girl and she's turned Mm. and you created a lump here, if I push that in, it's not really changing who she is. That's just a... If it's a good angle here and a bad one here, I'm going to make this angle better. That's what you're saying. But I'm not going to make her 110 pounds when she's 150. Right. So there, you have to turn in a, a true version. So when you're photographing people, you have to get... That's the one thing about shooting models. You can't over... Uh, you know how you like to do them very cinematic? Like your your yeah. thing looks dreamy. Like it's like... It's not what an agency it's, would want It's though. cinema to me. It's yeah. beautiful, right? <laughs> and you put a lot of work into it, and I can tell, and I can't do that. Mm. All you'd have to do if you were, if, but I think even you know, if you were, shoot, were going to turn it to an agency, you would just leave out some of the, oh, yeah. Some of that. I mean, it, yeah, it'd be you a know whole to, different ballgame. Yeah, so of course. You can shoot, you know, people get real artsy and they do all this crazy stuff. They don't, yeah, you don't, on. you don't need to paint the florals on your I, They want to see you. Yeah. I don't want you hiding behind hats and I want you hiding. I want to show you. Mm. Um, you just have to shoot organic and real and not change who they are. And as far as how you light them, you better be studying the agencies because these guys are really talented. Do you ever, I just, I just had a guy that I photographed not too long ago. I don't want to put a date on it cause I don't want it to be too super obvious. <laughs> um, but I was photographing him. He was such super cool dude. He was great. Everything. And I brought the photos back to my place. I load him up in the Lightroom, and the shape of his head. I did not see this when I was photographing. I thought the photos had been stretched sideward. He said, and a big I, head. I eat, well, no, it was just like very flat and wide. It was bizarre. Like I, when I brought them up, I thought something had gone wrong in my camera. And so I was messing with the aspect ratio. I'm like, no, this is the photo right out of the camera. Did not notice. I don't know if it was the way he combed his hair and it was super flat yeah. or what, but it, it's, it's that bizarre moment where you're working with somebody for maybe it's a whole day and everything's great. And the photos are still great. I mean, they came out, I mean, you know, because of him, not me, of course. Um, but it, the, the photos came out fine. But there are these times where I'll work with somebody for a while and you don't, there's something glaring about them that you don't notice. Yeah. And my first reaction is always, ah, oh, just Photoshop and fix that. But then there's the other part of me that's like, no. Like, obviously, I saw this when I was there working with him. It just didn't register for whatever reason. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm a lot ADD. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of creative people are. Yeah, I think you kind of have to be. I mean, it's the way it is. What were we talking I'm about? Not, I know what. <laughs> oh, look. No. So I'm not. All, doesn't like, everybody always make here. a joke whenever you bring up ADD? Yeah. <laughs> editing, should be, editing this should be fun because we'll have conversations. They'll all piece together in the end. <laughs> yeah, but, right, exactly. So you can keep me in line here. No, no, we're doing but, good. But, um, you, you know, you miss things. Yeah. So you get hyper-focused on certain things and then you... Then you lose focus on others. Yeah. So my my girlfriend who models and does hair and makeup is very detail-oriented. So when I'm up on my workspace on the monitor, I'll be editing. I could be editing a picture for an hour or two, and she'll walk by and just go, you oh. Missed, you missed this and that and the other thing. like, what's with that? <laughs> and it's something I didn't know. And typically, it's a girl's chest. So if you have an outfit, I don't think about it. I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at your eyeball. Right. So the spacing, how girls chests. So uh, every girl thinks they want big giant boobs, but it's, it hinders a lot of models. Okay. So you have to, I would imagine I don't have any. And yeah. I they feel hindered. There are two, I know it sounds weird, but if they're hanging weird or the bra is weird or hmm. 
a girl's chest is a big deal. Like you have to keep it not the focus because I always feel like I want your focus on your face and not right. your body. And but if they're weird in any, not that the chest is weird, but the angle, okay, in the way they're like if they're covering up or something and it's pushed weird, I won't notice it. Right. Yeah. And she'll pick out or look like a baby seal trying to yeah. escape underneath your yes. arm or something. And I'll do the whole picture yeah. and I think it's so great and she'll walk by and go, no. Yeah, it's messed and, up. And as you know. So I don't know how many pictures you shoot, but if I shoot a model and we do say three or four looks, that'll typically be 1200 photos. Okay. That's not quite a wedding, but it's a lot of pictures. Yeah. All right. Sometimes it's 2000. I, I, I would say I average 250 an hour. Like yeah. if we're shooting hardcore. Uh, images. Yeah. See, I, so hour. I'll shoot way more than that. So some okay. people undershoot. Uh, the guy, uh, Rick Day, one of the greatest to shoot men. I've shot with him as a model probably five or six times. He's one of the first guys I tested with. Mm -hmm. He is unbelievable with light and post and shooting. So he shoots, I bet he shoots 50 pictures a look. Wow. And he'll have it in 10. That's good. Uh, and he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is like for men, he's one of the best. And just to give some York. perspective for people who aren't shooting, it's generally accepted that if about 10% of your shots are good, you're a really good photographer, right? Like if, oh, yeah, if yeah. you go through. Oh, yeah. So a lot of it is you're shooting and you know there are going to be some throwaways just to catch people in between an expression yeah. or, or a pose or whatever it is here yeah. and there. And sometimes you stumble into a pose that's like, whoa, I didn't yeah. even realize that was there kind you of catch thing. catch them. Yeah. yeah. So a key to the, uh, you know, since you say a lot of photographers will watch this. So the key is movement and not necessarily. So the model has to move, mm. but it's when they don't that you find a challenge. So now you have to physically make them move. And I, one, I never touch them. Some people were very touchy. Yeah. No, I'm not I touchy agree. Because then you get the creepy feel. I had a photographer one time that told me this trick where if you want to pose somebody's face, grab yeah. them by the nose. Yes. Not, not actually, yep. but like at the yep. distance kind of grab yep. them. So I'll, and that's I'm been turning. such a useful thing I'm always for me. pushing their shoulder like this. You know, yeah. it's not, I'm not actually and touching it. always it. makes them laugh too. Like yes. you're grabbing my nose from across the room. Yes. I'm like, feels good. So you're getting it? them, you're getting them working. <laughs> now I work, when I say, sometimes they've never modeled, but they want to. So they're, they do their homework. But, you know, you shoot this guy here mm. and all you got to do is go over here now and shoot it. Yeah, just change your You know, angle. the light's coming from here or something. And it's a completely different picture. Yep. But if you get too stable and too stale, it, you have to move because you'll surprise yourself. Yeah. Like you don't know. I, you know, notice how there's never one guy who can just explain all the lighting to you. <laughs> and, kill, and, and this is it. You ever look on YouTube when you yeah. first started and you look for lighting and you're like. 8,000 different videos. Because there isn't one. Yeah. There, that light isn't going to work for this person. And half the time, for a long time, they're getting lucky. Yeah. Like you get lucky. It's, it's a like lucky mistake sometimes. explaining what the sometimes. perfect blade of grass looks like. Yes. <laughs> and you're playing and you're bouncing. And how do you, it's all preference. It's still art, but it's still preference. Yeah. So there is no one way to do it. Well, and to your point earlier on, when you were talking about different faces taking light differently, there are, there are men who I've shot with a seven inch reflector on my light, light head, no grid, just basically bare bulb in it. And getting some stuff that looks really great. And they're killer. Exactly. But I know that if I put that and like tried to do a family portrait, it would look like yes. hot trash. Because you're talking about skin. You're right. talking about. Yeah. And just, it really just and makes those, those features so sharp. The subject we can yeah. call that. I mean, you, yeah. you can't do it. You can't take a really cool photo unless the subject is really cool. Yeah. And in this case, it's the model. So you have to, and that's another thing when you're shooting people. I like shooting people in general. I don't care if they're a model. 
Um, I prefer to shoot models because I feel like I have more experience in it and I have a little, I'm more confident in that, but you have to learn to change that light up. Mm. Like when I first started, I'd shoot. And if I'm not getting the picture, I would just sit there stuck and pissed. Mm. And then my buddy's like, Hey, so you're chasing a single. Yeah. You, you have to move. I don't, I call it beating it up too much. Like if you just keep beating it up, you're not getting it. You can tell right away when you shoot, if you have something going on and you can make tweaks and adjustments. But models, the you know, as a photographer, you should know that models hate sitting there. Yeah. When you're just so Fiddling. anal about that light. Like, mm. you should know what you're doing. I don't want to sit there as a model. Like, I've been doing it so long, I don't really like getting my picture taken. <laughs> but, like, if, you know, if I'm sitting there, you better know what you're doing. Yeah. Especially if I'm paying yeah, you. Yeah, I want to go get lunch. Let's, let's wrap <laughs> yeah. this up. If I'm paying you, <laughs> you should know what you're doing. And that, yeah. and that, is, a, that is a good point. The pressure's on when it's pay time. And... So let's talk about pay because um, I know photographers go through with this. So, or do you don't want to touch that? So no, no, go for it, please. You ever see him bitching about free shoots? Like I don't do free shoots, yeah. but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you want to touch more on photography, but this, this helps the perspective. Dude, I want to touch on everything. Yeah. Well, these, mo- I want to so touch on your perspective. As models. Long as, as long as it's your perspective, I'm good. Why I pick. So I. Always say pay, not because I'm a photographer. I've been doing this before I was a photographer. Always pay. Models pay for shoots. It's a big misconception. People are like, well, if they want you, they'll... No, no, no. They don't pay agencies. They don't pay... They pay travel sometimes to go to the agency or casting. But you pay for pictures. And the reason you do that is value. And the reason you want to pay is because if you say to me, Joe, I want to shoot you for free... Who, who's it about? It's about you. Right. I'm going to be getting what yeah, you I'm, want. I'm filling out I stuff that need, I need in my portfolio yeah. for the agency that I'm trying to get a job. With. I need it for me. Right. So that's when photographers have trouble charging prices because a lot of times they're plenty good enough, but they don't feel they want to charge. And there's a mm. lot of value if you're shooting the right thing for the model. So it's all about you it kind of as model and photographer, you need some direction. And that goes back to your point about the homework homework go look at these agencies figure out what's the target you're even shooting at yeah because then you can approach a photographer maybe five different photographers and one at a time you can say look i need these two photos out of this shoot i need something very very close to these two things yeah can we nail this based on the work i've seen in your portfolio we should be able to get this yeah can we get it and then you go to the next photographer and you keep it's very it important out. who you shoot with and it has mm-hmm. to be like for me now so i'm 40 how old am i now i'm 47 now so i know that i'm older I know it's harder to shoot an older guy than it is a guy in my 20s or, you know, when I was 20. I look for guys that know how to shoot and know how to light a little softer but still not lose the edge. Right. Especially as a guy, you want the edge, right? Yep. So there's not as many guys in the business as there is girls. So for me, if you can shoot an older woman and you shoot men, even the pretty boys, you know how to – lightly men to me is completely different than women. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm confident that I know you can get it done. Even if you have like two guys that you shot that are older, I'm fine. As long as I see the picture, I know I'm really picky and I look who can get it done because I know I'm not a great model. Anyone can get it done when you know you're not the greatest model, but you know your niche, right? It's worth it to pay because it's all about me. And that picture, that one picture, having your book updated is, um, you're talking about thousands of dollars from one job. Yeah. Right. So why wouldn't you pay a guy? X amount of dollars to get your book updated. It has, it has total value. 
So when you talk about photographers giving away free photo shoots, TF type stuff, do you just think models shouldn't waste their time? It's, I don't know. I mean, if, hey, if the no, answer is yes, the answer is yes. No, yeah. it's tricky. So if that guy is on those testing lists, yes. Take the opportunity. Sometime, because it doesn't take long. You're not, an, you're not an up-and-comer for long. If you're good, you'll be on that list. Well, you have to be because in modeling, you're old by the time you're, what, 24? Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, something like, I mean, you were getting into the game at 24, so I guess yeah. you, know, you, you had I some. was very late in the game. I didn't really work a ton until I came home from Milan, took off a few years. I got into a completely separate business. And my winters, I make, so I make, I still do it online. I make custom clip-on sunglasses for people's glasses. Okay. I got into optical and I kind of headed that way. Okay. And then I was like, it's kind of cool. that's a summer. It was a summer thing. We were doing it at events and down at the beach. So my winters became open. Hmm. And I thought, I'm either going to sell cars or something, or I'm going to do or real estate, or I'm going to. And I was like, I'm not going to use anyone I know. And so I walked down to Philly, or I didn't walk it down to Philly. I drove down to Philly, went into the Reinhardt Agency in Philly, and I just walked in. I, I was like, I want something different, so I'm not going to do the same thing. So I just said, I'm not using any connection that I have. And I was probably 34. What does that feel like, just walking into an agency? Are you, like, terrified? Just That's another thing that I know how to deal or... with. Yeah. Well, it's not as bad in Philly for me, but in mm-hmm. New York, it's a nightmare. Yeah. You Prepare to get your head chopped off. But <laughs> Philly was like, actually, you're going to work more. I was oh, like, really? am I too old to model? This was ages ago. And they're like, you're going to work more. And it didn't happen right away, but it happened. And once it happened, for a good 10-year streak, like I was busier than ever. Wow. And, that, and because I was a certain age range and it worked out. And once I got older, I matched my body bigger guy you know the bigger rugged guy could grow a beard i see what you're saying but when i was a pretty boy but i was too big it doesn't work Hmm. might work now but back then it didn't work now they'll change the sample size for you if you're good right but back then it wasn't working for me my other buddies were killing it and i wasn't so i knew you know i don't beat it up too much um if it's not working i find something else like if you're not i wasn't that passionate about modeling shooting Completely different story. Hmm. Like, and we, you know, this as well. You have to love shooting. You can't be in it for money. You can't be in it for the girls. You, you have, in fact, you have to know how to control, how to act. You're going to have pretty people in front of you. You better know how to act. Yeah. Um, but the, the amount of work and money and studying that goes into it, it's, you have to love it or you wouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. What's your, like, what's your approach when you, so you've got a model standing there in front of you who you're shooting for, let's say an agency. Do you have a shot list you're working with? Do you have a mood board you're working with? Do you just have a rough idea in your head? How do you, cause a lot of people, at least a lot of people I've worked with, they kind of think, all right, I got somebody over a white background. What's the most I can do white yeah. or gray or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot you can do. So it's a good question. So you want to keep it simple. Um, the reason they use white and gray is because it's simple. Because, again, it draws that attention back to the model. And if you look at the greatest of the great, they're using white or gray. Mm. And they're, or you take that model off that white, and now it's a, now it's a faded gray. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you mix it up. But I don't – the agency will typically send you images, you okay. know, a Pinterest link or something like that. They'll be like, we see this girl – smiley, you know, so they'll send me catalog and we always do it because of photographers. So here's what the agencies do. They send, you know, an average, an average cost 
for a test, for when you charge models, should be somewhere around the 400, 500 mark. Okay. Three to 500. Okay. Once it gets over that, it's usually not worth it. Even if they're, because there's really good people that are doing it for four or five. Right. Um, but the agencies love to send you million dollar photo shoots. Yeah. Calvin Klein ads. <laughs> The um, rental bill was seven hundred thousand yes, on the shoot. The best shoot. model, the best post production, <laughs> the the greatest styling ever, and they're like, "Well, we want this." Yeah, basically, we want this for eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah. So now you're stuck. That's another one of those memes, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and you. So we always laugh and say that. Um, but the thing is, for me, people don't realize. So when you're shooting and you're buying a studio and you're renting space, okay? If you have a wall in your space and say it's a beautiful mosaic tile and you can shoot this great picture on it right and you shoot it you can't shoot it again right because now the agency that you're with has every model and there's that stupid mosaic tile or if i buy a chair to put out back and it's killer and it's a five thousand dollar chair and they're laying in the chair i can only really do it one or two times so you have to stay fresh you can't continue to shoot just what you shoot. You have to continue to come up with new ideas that look completely yeah, Richard different. Richard Abaddon can shoot over the same white background yes. that, that Joe Kelly shoots over. <laughs> yeah. Not, not – he's something else. <laughs> but so like he could do – but but if you take him, he's doing it with light. Like that, he can light. Okay? So he's the great – he's one of the greats. And you have to stay fresh and you don't want to get into buying all these lights – and buying all these stupid backgrounds, you want to keep it simple because I can shoot a girl on gray. I can shoot a thousand girls on gray. And it's not going to look like the same girl because I'll change up the light. But if I have some crazy color, that's not my thing. Well, yeah, and because it's not a notable background, it, you, you don't it, want it to. It's be never the same background, even though it is the same yes. background. Yeah. It's just, and that's why they do that. It's because there's not. I, I'll mix it up and throw in a color sometimes, but. Normally it's it's gray, white, and then I'll and I mix up natural light and, and studio light. That's another thing. When you shoot a model, typically they don't want all natural mm-hmm. or all studio. Okay. You want it to you you're trying to get the most bang for the buck for the model, so you want it to look like you want their book shoots. to look spread out. In other words, not the same guy. Almost as if I'm not the same guy shooting. Like I'll shoot you natural light for a couple of shots. Maybe we'll go outside, maybe we won't. And then, then I'll do studio in, or maybe we'll light something outside. It just depends. Mm. But you want to mix it up, and that—that's the challenge. You want to—you can't just shoot a headshot. Like headshots are a completely different. Ten headshots in my book, right? <laughs> you got to do full body, which means your it's background has to go to my your portfolio. Toes. Looks like the Beatles. Uh, was the hard day's night. The cover <laughs> where it's just all the headshots. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're about what two hours outside of Philly? Would you say right here? Yep, and about four do- hours from New York City. Three and a half New York. Three and a half? Yep. So two hours to the door. And yeah. how does that work? Because you'll have models come into your place, right? Yep. So I had two other studios, like I was telling you, but they don't... The space that my house offered mm-hmm. was just much better. The lighting... That's the first thing for me. It's not... It wasn't saving money at what... I mean, I'm living at the studio. I was there all the time. Right. But the bottom line is the pictures weren't as good. And when I realized the space that I had and was able to transform some of it, now I have a better space. So I'm going where the best space is first. Yeah. I mean, there's great Hollywood headshots yeah. people that do it in their garage, right? Yeah. I mean, and these guys that, that Rick Day that I was telling you about, I base my business model off of him. And I always tell the story. I said, this guy shoots 
the most amazing pictures in his tiny little New York apartment. And he'll go upstairs outside too. But most of it is in his one room. Wow. And every time I go shoot with him, I realize how small that room is. Yeah. And the pictures are out of this world. And so you don't need a lot of space. You don't need much of anything. You can get by with one light. I typically will use one light to shoot. I don't know if you... Yeah, I mean, it's it, it all depends on what I'm shooting. Yep. But I'm I'm comfortable shooting with one light. Or I mean, this this commercial shoot I did last week, less than a week ago... We had several setups in this this particular corporate environment, and the one was a three light setup. And for the other four shoots we did during that day, it was one light. Yeah, one light. You can't beat it. It's one light plus some ambient. We did. We did. We did a more background so with the one studio setup. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they weren't really models we were working yeah. through. Yeah. So more so, if I'm doing a model, it's typically one light. Typically, mm-hmm. um, I'll variate that sometimes. But uh, again, I used to have. Six lights, like it just looks terrible. There's just too much light. Yeah, you flatten everything out. Yep. There's no detail left. There's no structure. There's no depth. Shadows are, in my opinion, shadows are the best parts of photos. Yep. Like shadows are my favorite. I mean, you don't want solid black, no detail, but the yep. shadows do all the sculpting. They do all the beautiful work, and it's, it changes everything about the photo. I don't know about for you, but for me, the biggest challenge that I didn't realize was balancing light. When you talk about balancing light, you talk so, about the balance between a, a fill and yeah, ambient just light. Just giving it, like, um, if I'm shooting one light and it's too harsh over here, mm. how to fill. Yep. How, and you have to know how you're going to, what you're doing in post production. So if you take that shot, if you light a model a certain way, but you plan on doing something in post, you have to also learn to shoot the way you're going to edit it. Yeah. And I, I used to be more a high contrast guy, but now I'm changing it. And I'm, I, because of the way my post-production flow is, I do, I flatten it out a little more because I know I'm going to rip it up in post. Yeah. Open up those shadows and highlights. Yep. And then I'll bring them right back. Yeah. But I'll do it you in Photoshop. Yep. Yeah. Do you find yourself using Photoshop or Lightroom more? Uh, or do you, have, do you have a preference? So I'll do Lightroom for my, I don't use it much. I'll use okay. it more in black and white, but I'll, I'll get my color right in there normally. Ship it over um, to Photoshop. Get the shadows right. Okay. Get the highlights right. And then get the exposure where I want it if I missed it. And then move it over. Yeah. And then liquify tool in, in Lightroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Liquify. I don't know what I would do with so that. So if, you, if you're shooting 1,200 shots, what's your, like, what is your post-production workflow time frame like on something like that? Well, that's where the time is. I always say if I shoot a model for two hours, I'm editing for four or five. Um, and... As you get better at editing, even though you're faster, you get more in depth. Hmm. So it's very time consuming. You can't, there's no, you can't make things blurry. You can't paint. You have to do, you know, whether you're doing frequency separations or you're doing, everything is very detailed. And man, you look down at the watch and it's time, a lot of time has gone by. And we're talking one picture. Um, But that selection is a key. I was going to ask, are you the one making the selections? Because yes. sometimes I'll send a PDF of, like, I'll do a loose selection, like, yep. as long as you know, blinks, bad, uh, bad exposures, you know, blurry shots, yep. stuff like that. So it's obviously going to be a problem, a little motion shake, like you were talking about, you, yep. you whatever, you bump your shoulder or something. Um, and I'll send a PDF like that off to the client. But then there's sometimes where I'm the one making those final five selections or whatever yep. it is. Is How does it usually work when you have these people in for the test? So for a model... The agency knows how much experience I have. So I always say never pick your own picture. 
I don't pick my own picture. Don't let the model pick their own picture. Never. I, I'm happy to hear you say that. Never. Because there are 100% times where it's like, why did you not? This picture is so much better you than know what why? you picked. Because they pick themselves apart and they find what they don't like. I think, and they yeah. don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, I, as a guy, out, say Rick Day sends me. Now, Rick Day lets me pick, you know? Okay. So let's say he sends me these pictures and I'm looking at 10. I'm looking for the one where I think I look the coolest. Right. And then my girlfriend will walk by. And That's she'll be like, one. that one. And then I'll, I'll look at both for a long time, and I realize I kind of look like a douchebag. <laughs> like, I think I'm looking cool, but I'm not looking cool. It looks too, like I'm oh, trying to be too cool. Why do guys always do that? See, like, they want to be, we always, we always girls think Girls like, want to be super hot. Like, I make <laughs> deals with models when I shoot them, like, because they can do the sexy face, and I already know it. But I know, Mike, I always tell people, if you're not smiling, you're not working. Hmm. Not in this market. You know? Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, so I now, hate smiling, but I know what you're talking about. So I'm models model, hate it. Thankfully. You know, they want to do all this sexy stuff because in their mind, they think that's how they're going to yeah. work, but nobody's going to be able to resist me. When's, when have you seen ads like that yeah, around right. here? Or well, e-commerce. Times, in but, e-commerce, right? Oh, yeah. E-commerce, it's very... So I'm making them smile, and I'll literally say, look, you just have a blast here, yeah. and I'll promise I'll shoot you something cool. And this... Kids want to, kids won't even do it. I'm telling kids, dude, like a little guy, I'm like, dude, if you laugh it up for me, I promise I'll shoot a cool picture for you. And they're like, okay. And because they all want the cool one and the girls want to look super hot. And that's the bottom line. And the guys want to look like douches. Yes, I do. I, <laughs> because, I, I do it too. <laughs> because we think it makes us look cool. Oh God. But you know, if you pick, so back to your question, I, the agency usually doesn't want to waste their time. Okay. And if they know I can pick the right one. So the Philly agencies just let me pick. New York, I would send. They have their own editors. I'd send more. Hmm. And then they're going to send them back. We like XXX. And then, and then, then I'll edit this. I prefer if someone else pick. But if you don't have a lot of experience, it's not. And, you yeah. know, we're looking on big monitors. We know what's sharp. We're looking at a yeah. different way. I'm not looking at it on my iPhone. Yes. Yeah. So that they're like, sense. oh, we love this. But I'm like, yeah, but did you blow it up? Hmm. So the selection process is not only the most important part, it's so time consuming. Like I will take the thousand, rate them one, two, three, run through them quick, come back another time, take yeah. the three stars and, or the two stars, dig them out, move some to three, come back another time, just keep move them out to down, four. Call yep. it down, call it down. And then the fours I'll go through and just really pick them apart. And then I'll mm. zoom in and pick them apart. Because if you pick the wrong shot, Yes, five hundred dollars shoot down the down the drain. It's sh- like you're missing the the shots there, but literally the same light and the same everything can look like crap or it cannot. I'm not gonna lie, there are there are photo shoots sitting on different hard drives that I have where I often think in that Lightroom reference folder full of raw files is there the shot that would have been the one yep. that would have changed everything, and it's just sitting there like a hamster in the dark yep. looking for love. And it's just shuttered. I'll do and it. Stashed away on a hard drive. I'll, you ever look back? Yeah, you go all through. the time. Well, not and all the time. Sometimes you'll find it. Sometimes yeah. you'll find another one, and then I'll edit it and call it a throwback or something. Yeah. But if you notice, your editing constantly changes. Mm-hmm. So when you look back, if I go too far back to a shoot and you want to post, you have to re-edit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because editing also changes with. Yeah. I mean, as you progress, but yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah. what was I thinking when I edited that? Yikes. So do you have any, like, talk to me about stuff you've screwed up before. I'm always interested in stuff people have messed up. Plenty of that. Things you'd go back and redo. I um, mean, I've, I've lost clients over stuff I've, I've screwed up and 
lost friends and certain <laughs> occasions. Tell, tell me about like, Do you have any um, good stories about stuff you, you messed up, you broke? So I used to like with models, I used to just go, you know, you take, you have these big ideas, especially with ADD. So I have these big ideas in my head and big we're going to go out for a very short period of time. Yeah. And then I'm out and then we go, I have in my head what it's going to look like and we go out and I don't plan enough or maybe the shots there, but we're there at the wrong time of day. We should have mm -hmm. been there at two instead of five. And then the light's not there. And you're just out. I used to drive around with models and find spots. I'm sure you've done okay. that. Yep. But yep. without a lot of experience. So it's when you're learning is when you waste so much time. And the model's getting tired. Mm. They don't want to drive. They don't want to learn. you got to find that perfect crossover yeah. of somebody that they, they, they suck just as much as you do. Right? And it's kind of like, let's learn together, they, shall yeah, we? They don't want to learn. They're, they <laughs> models want to work. And they're going to go. Well, and the shelf life. And, and that's fair because the shelf life is so much shorter. Yeah. You could be a photographer until you're 85. Yep. They can't be a model in all that's likelihood right. until they're 85. That's right. <laughs> maybe maybe one in a million. I always say hover around commercial is going to be my last gig. When I'm driving around, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the, or the, the little bracket you put on your steps so you can take the chair up and down the steps. That's, yes, <laughs> that's a good gig. When you just, Somebody's got to do it. You just look at the camera as you're going Back up. in my day, kid. <laughs> yeah. No, but I never, like, I, I've messed up plenty. Uh, but nothing. Like, the funniest thing, do you ever remember where you're shooting and you'll bump something? In your camera, oh, and everything, and you're not checking for the rest of the shoot. It's f five six, and when the lights are f thirteen, yeah, yeah. So it's always blown yeah. out. Um, <laughs> I've done that before. We used to joke, we used to, "Oh, it's a little bright." Yeah, but I did notice when I first started shooting till now. Now I shoot dark, and then back then I shot very bright. Yeah, dark is always better. I think at least. I never. Especially it took with, me. I swear to God, it took me eight years to figure that out. Especially with out, these cameras, gone. these cameras, these. Yes, days. the cameras today are the ISO tricks, and yeah, you, that's the. That makes it so much easier. The very first DSLR I ever had, the it, like ISO 800 was passable. By the time you hit 1600, it was like, yeah, maybe it could work as a black and white. I won't go over <laughs> six. So a guy taught me a trick. You probably know this. Um, he helped me a lot in shooting with my space because especially in here. So it's dark. If you go, you know, F28, 200, right? Okay. ISO 160. Okay. It's dark. Unless you're right up on the window, it's right. dark. Okay. So I struggled, and he and I, we would, you know, how photographers are nerdy, and we yeah. send, we're sending pictures. <laughs> he's like, "Dude, your space is really nice," and he's like, yeah. "What are you doing with your ISO?" And I'm like, "Well, I didn't want it to get grainy." He told me to stay in multiples of 160. I don't know if you ever heard that. Hmm. He sent me a chart that sh that basically shows you if you go multiples of 160 three times of what, say, at 500, and you're up over, you're at 16. Like if you're in a multiple of 160. It's less grain. So it instead of 500, go 640. Yeah. So you're always, okay. what, at 160, 320. Yeah, 640. So when I shoot people, uh, especially models, I never like to go 640 would be my max, even on the Mark IV. Okay. Not because, I mean, if I, ha it's because when I'm shooting, that's about all I ever need. Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm shooting with studio lights, it's probably right, right around where I am. If I'm shooting natural light, I'll go as high as 6400 if I have to. Yeah, see, I only go to 640 natural light. Or studio light, or I'm changing the studio. Studio, I'm always a one sixty. Probably your photos ISO. look so much cleaner than mine. Well, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I do like higher ISO in the way it flatters you, but I felt like when you go to bring out the detail in the skin, it's yeah. not there. Yeah, it flat hair. I noticed in hair, it does really, weird things. I yeah. think even though it's still a great now a wedding. Yeah, you almost want it. 
you're, I'm going to go up because yeah. you're in a dark wow. church yeah, that too. Yeah. around wow. here anyway. <laughs> yeah. Most of the churches I've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, they're not bastions of uh, natural light. But that, if you, that's to me in the speed, mm-hmm. the speed of the focus and the ISO and just the, that's the biggest advantage to these cameras. Like everyone's like, Oh yeah, you have a nice camera. That doesn't matter. I could take my 20D, you know, the original 20D. Yeah. We were on set and there was a brick. We had like six guys out there and this guy was, he's a phenomenal model and they're setting him up and they have him all greased up like a cat. You know, he's a cowboy rugged route in Montana and he had a 20D and old with a crappy lens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I put it on raw and the photographer's trying to get him to go over to shoot. And I'm like, just wait, just wait. I'm yelling. I took one picture of him. I could look over here, look over there. And I go, send me that raw file when you get home. So that was a beat up 20D. Wait, who told you to send the raw file? I told him. So oh. the model happened. We had some cameras oh, out there, had but he had this piece of crap camera. Okay. I see but saying. I just stopped him because I saw the shot and I was like, dude, send me this raw file. They sent me, he sent me the raw file. Ford put it on the front of his comp card. Oh, wow. So That's it's not cool. the cat. We all know this, yeah. but everyone needs to be reminded when they, especially when they're purchasing, when you're new and you don't have a lot of money and you're trying to buy a $6,000 setup. You get an old 5D Mark II. Yeah. And it, it's still a service. It's still more I than love, enough. I, I have not been beast. able to get rid of my 5D Mark II. I, yeah. I love it so much, even though like the Mark III is much better at focusing. Yeah. I have a 70 as well. It's not even full frame, but yeah, I have a six. And I'll, and I'll rent different cameras depending on what I'm doing. I mean, I've used the 5DSR, I've used uh, the 1DX, I've used the 1DX Mark II, I've used a lot of the different cameras. Do I've even used some Nikon. Do you notice as well. the big, a huge difference in anything? I mean, not. I mean, not not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, what I notice when I go when I use Nikon, Nikon are very comfortable. I feel like I'm grabbing like a cushion or something. Really. Um, and also, the way Nikon produces grain is so much more organic than the way Canon cameras produce grain. Like I. I still, I'm Canon first. Like I love Canon. I don't know that I'll ever leave Canon. I mean, maybe I will at some point. I mean, they could lose me, but um, at this point, I don't think I will. But um, the, the way that a Canon camera produces grain feels and looks much more digital. Like you can almost see a repeating pattern. Nikon has this very organic grain, like almost hearkening back to old film grain stuff. And I'm not like some legend when it comes to shooting, you know, film. I maybe shot 10 rolls of film my entire life. But from really? what I've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably ten it's... more than I shot. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was like, "There's no way I can take that picture and wait." Yeah, there's no way. Oh, I've never done. A, I've never done a professional job or a test job. I'm talking about like having a camera as a kid. Yeah, where you know you're taking the film to CVS and it's like it's three dollars to develop, and I got to wait four days. No. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> what are the kind of challenges that you face as a photographer doing what you're doing? What's difficult about what you do? Is it waiting for the next job? So last year, I mean, I've been, I've been very lucky to be busy. Considering when I look back, you know, you pick yourself apart. Like I, I feel like I've always technically rushed to catch up. Um, the biggest challenge is staying on top. Hmm. Like, because there is really good talent out there. There's not many. You know, of the, like I said, of 300 photographers, there's only two people that do what I do. Um, so you have to stay on top and you have to stay fresh. And even though I am friends and I know them and I've known them for years, if I don't produce quality content, I'm done. Yeah. doesn't matter how much they know me or like me or love me. It doesn't yeah, matter. You can never be so relevant that 
Yeah, you have to like it is a continual work. Like it, it looks. I'm not gonna lie. It's I take I don't think about it like that, but it is fun, and you you get to meet not only beautiful people. That doesn't really matter to me, but they're usually really nice people because they're nervous. They're trying to get modeling. They know the payoff. You know, you don't really have to work technically. You know, so they're trying. They they want a lot from you, and they expect a lot from you. And to deliver it, because you cannot deliver it every time. Mm. You know, you ever notice that? Sometimes you're like, God, that person is fantastic. And you shoot them and it's just not. Yeah. Like you look back and it's kind of crap. Just doesn't click. I will literally call you. My my pet peeve is if your cell phone selfies, if you look better in those than you did in my pictures, <laughs> you're coming back. <laughs> like I'm getting you back in here. Like I've seen girls where... I promised them that they're going to model. Not promised, but I told their dad or whatever. Hey, statistically, she has what it takes. Right. I should be able to help. Yeah. We've done a full shoot. Nothing happens. And then I watched her and, and I'm looking at her and something's happening from 16 to 18. Like her face is cutting up and she's taking these pictures and I'm like, she's changing. Like something's happening. So I literally had her come back in. I put her on the wall, took a serious shot. And took her outside and had her laugh. And then I sent, because it wasn't working before with a full shoot. I sent those two pictures to an agency. Immediately she's working. Hmm. So it's, it's all timing. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to get models that come in unpolished. So just because last year was a bad year doesn't mean this year has to be a bad year as well. Yeah. It's huh. time. It's time. Like it took me, like as a model, you might wait two years to work. And then it'll kill. And then you might wait two days. And you're right. killing it right out of the gate. It never has happened for me fast. It never happens how I want it. I don't know if that's good or bad. But but as far as a challenge, it's to stay relevant. I mean, you have to... You don't necessarily have to stay on top so much as stay relevant. Yeah, I'm not worried about... I mean, I'm just going to... As long as you're producing good work. I'm not competing. I'm, I mean, I compete with myself. So I'm trying to deliver i want to just deliver the best i can and to be honest when we're talking about flattery and people copying and people after your gig because there are people after your job every minute everybody wants to be on that testing list unless you're above that test you know some people then just only shoot commercial right that's never been my thing i do it i do lookbooks i do campaigns i do i do a bunch of stuff but mainly what i do is testing. butter yeah okay yep. so i like it and to stay on top of that is difficult because the level of talent that's out there is pretty, is pretty amazing. Hmm. We're coming close to the end of this whole thing. Um, do you have any irrational fears or phobias? Personally? Yeah. You afraid of spiders? No, I Pikes? have misophonia. What's that? <laughs> you don't know what it is? No. Do you know what it is? No one else does. <laughs> All right. Um, it's when people eat and make noise and they eat and pop gum when they eat. Oh, okay. I could say that'd be annoying. No, it drives you bananas to a violent level. Like somebody with a big bowl of golden grams, just like that's <laughs> violent, and you will get oh, like, and you can't help it. Well, I would pay anything to get rid of it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Wow, like it's just a thing. Like my whole life, I suffered from it, but like I can't eat family meals. Like I'm out <laughs> if I'm on an airplane. I'm headphones. Wow. Yeah, it's tough. So even sitting around the table, like Thanksgiving dinner, you're like, guys, you. I'll pull off. I'll pull that off. Oh, okay. But not. But it's it's a hell for me. Like I'm sitting there. If someone's eating gum or cracking gum, it's hell, yeah. and I have to leave. I'm thankful yeah. that Grandma finally got yeah. those new dentures, so I don't have to listen to her eat. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and that, that's about, that's been a, that's pretty, that's it's pretty been a, so, you know, the ADD create, creatively, it helps, but it's always a problem. Like it's always, you know, it's hard, it's hard to sit down and focus on editing. So that's a big problem for me. Everybody has, if you notice people ask you how your workflow goes. Yeah. I think what a lot of people are asking is how do you get this done? Right. In this amount of time that you can make it worth it financially to keep you busy. Right. Like, like now I'm sitting upstairs in my work area. I have, I'm probably 15 models deep. Mm. Like of queued up 15 people waiting for pictures. Wow. And that's typical. So my typical time frame, I say is two weeks, but what it really takes is just to sit down and do it. Mm. And that's hard for a creative person. So you have one side of it where you're creating and you're shooting and you're trying to create these images and that's draining mentally. When you're done shooting, do you ever notice how you're yeah, there's the let wiped? Down. Yeah. Like you're wiped out. Like mm-hmm. it wipes me out. And it's not like I'm working hard. You got to I mean, go to the gym after you work. After yeah. You, that's what I find I have to do. So you have to get your mind. Yeah. And then, so now you're wiped out and now you have to edit for four or five times as long. And you have to stay creative. You can't be in a negative yeah. space up here. You can't be in a pissy yeah, ed- mood. Editing is not just following some mathematical equation where you're punching stuff in. Yeah, it's fun for me, unless it's a, unless I hate the picture, but it's rare. <laughs> like if I hate, I guess, what I'm shooting. But I try to only shoot what I like, and that's some good advice for, for a photographer. Like you find what you like to shoot, and you shoot that. Because some people, like I said, shoot food or product, and they don't like people. And I, I, I like to stay kind of in the background, but for some reason shooting people for me lets me step up. I'm cool with like, mm. I, I like to be when I'm shooting. I like when you, so Rob Lang, he's a great photographer. He's been around forever. He's phenomenal. I've shot with him. I used to ask him before I shot, you know, I'm like, what do you want from me? Like, what are you, what, what are you into? Like, what, what can I do? What, and he was like, you know what works for me? When you give me something, I feed off of it. And I give you that. You give me the good energy and I'll give it back. And I never knew what he meant until I start shooting. Mm-hmm. If the model, there's nothing worse than taking someone's picture that doesn't want their picture taken. Yeah. So if they're in it and they're feeling it, your energy level comes up. Yeah. And it's fun. 100%. Now you got to carry that level into editing. And then the, like I, I briefly mentioned a, a bit ago, I had my picture taken one time. I've had taken more than one time, but there was one I've time. I've seen that, a lot of shots. I saw <laughs> there was more than, there was one time in particular where I was working with somebody and this particular photographer, I I like the person. I'm not gonna specify whether it's man or woman because that'll right. help narrow things down. I've been photographed by both, but I don't wanna I don't wanna even give any hints. And it was very early on in my photography career, if you will. Like I was I'd maybe been shooting for a year. Okay. And they would take take a picture. We were in a studio. Take a picture, stop, they look at the camera. Mm-hmm. Pick up the camera, take another picture, look down, and there was just no communication. They're losing there was this you. total disconnect. And I was desperate for the pictures, so I was like, I'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna do my thing, yeah. I'm gonna pretend like, you know, I've got an orangutan dancing in front of me if I have to, yeah. to get me to just be like, you know, of put course. some pep in your steps on. Um, but the big lesson I walked away with was Nathaniel, when you're taking people's pictures, Never, never do that. Yeah. And it's something where it's, 
I'm, uh, this is how communicative I am when I'm photographing somebody. I'm taking pictures as I'm pulling the camera away from my face and I'm wasting shots just because I'm like, that was so good. You yeah. know, and yeah. then all the people saying, are, are you getting any bad shots? Cause you're only saying that's good. I was like, no, we're trust me. We're getting plenty of bad shots. So that's, you know? <laughs> that's remember we talked about losing the model. Yeah. If, if I look at that, I, so that's a funny point. So if I bring that camera, if I take the girl or guy's shot and I look and I make a face that they don't think that I'm happy. Yeah. Like a, I lost them. Yeah. And now they're unconfident. Well, then you're thinking, they're what insecure. do you see? Yeah. What do you, and I'll, this is the kind of thing I'll do. I'll look at a picture. I'll be like, ah, that one wasn't that good. And they'll kind of laugh. And I'll say, it was obviously it was my fault. You know? Yeah. And then I'll take another picture, the next picture, whether it's good or bad, I'll just take a peek again. I'll be like, now that one was bad. And that was definitely your fault. Well, then it's like the ice is totally loose, broken. Yeah, loose right. Up. And then, then you're both laughing and you're kind of flowing and jiving a little bit. There's, There's a, a lot, lot that tricks. goes on. There's yeah. a lot. A lot of mind games. It is games. tricks. Yeah. It is tricks. So I always say I confuse them. Like if a mom's here and I'm shooting a kid, it, I always say I just confuse them. Yeah. They don't know what's going on and it's over. <laughs> Like I'm and having them look yeah, all over. It's like they're on a roller coaster. You don't quite know what's happening, but yeah. you know it was fun. Yeah, they're like, That's I was it. like, was that bad? Is it all right? Uh, you know, because everybody wants to be liked. Yeah. So when you're taking someone's picture, you have to. And here's a here's a, another point. So there's there's a fine line between giving, a, especially with a girl. If I'm shooting a guy and they know me, it doesn't matter as much. I can be more into it and I'll and I'll move guys around sometimes like because they know me yeah, if do, I know them come on push the shoulder so back. yeah I'm like come on dude <laughs> so but when it's a girl mm. you there's a fine line between giving them enough to make them feel beautiful without yeah making them the feel like I'm I think they're beautiful. Like there's yeah. a difference. There's right. you're beautiful. The loving you're you. stunning. Not I think you're stunning. I always like, tell people too. One of the, one of the speaking of tricks. I always tell people to to make that face at the camera. I want it to be very clear that you're not doing this for me. Like this is for the camera. Yes, I, yeah. Ultimately yeah, yeah. for you. I'll say. You know what I mean. Look at me. Look. Well, not me. Not me. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, right, bring exactly. it back to me. And like not yeah. me. Yeah, I don't care. Look well, at the camera. <laughs> we always say the. So the guy, the one Rob Lang, he told me he's. So he's in a, in New York, and there's guys in this studio area where they shoot outside, and these guys are out there. They're like, make love to the camera and all this <laughs> stuff. And one day he's like, I just had an off, and he walks out. He's like, shut the. He's like, nobody talks like that. Don't say that to people. Don't say make well, love to the camera. She grabs the camera and starts yeah. kissing it. Are you going to be yeah. happy? <laughs> but it's there is a fine line. Like people that don't know the business, they see something on TV and then yeah. they sort of think that's how it is. And that's not how it is. A photographer should be – you should feel super comfortable. Yeah. And making a person comfortable, even if you're an awkward person, you have to find a way to make them feel yeah. comfortable. And happen. that's a huge part of what – yeah, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into just the click. Yeah, so it's a lot to it. So what's next for you? You start this YouTube channel you were telling me about before. Now that I've mentioned, yep. you have to start it. So I I tried to get it. My daughter's going to help me do it because she does cool. my editing. Very cool. But I was going to try to give you the name before we did it, but we're not there. <laughs> but what I'm doing now is instead of just being able to help you locally, now I've helped mod you know people in LA will call and I'll help them. But and I don't even charge them for it. I just help them get. It's always been a big thing to me. And the truth is I worked for uh, not a scam, but more like a school okay. when I was younger. And the only reason I did it was to figure out how they're scamming. Mm. And it's not necessarily scamming. It's just not giving you the right information. And what I've learned is the schools aren't necessarily a scam. Sometimes they really help people. Okay. 
Sometimes, but I'm very, I'm very, I'm very, um, what is it? A bear market is bad. I'm very bearish yeah, I, on, on schools, not bullish. No, I know. I feel like if it's the I'm right just talking people, in general, even college yeah, for no, psychology, if you will. I'm the same. I think it's a waste. It's a lot of money. Man, but if you, time. It, there's the difference between having some money and not. Yeah. I feel like when I was younger, that would have been it. That I would have been done. But it's when I see people pull up to those schools that they pay 3000 for their kid to get into and they pull up in a $500 car. Now I'm thinking, right. Something like how did they, I don't know how people sleep at night, but you know, I try and do, I try and, and by people you're talking about the scamming school. People, I don't know how not, they sleep not the mother who pulls like, up you know, when you're, you know, when you're doing it to people. Yeah. Um, if a model's people, you always get this. Will you tell, will you tell me if I can't, like that's a big deal to me. Like they will you tell me if I can't model I'll be a model, yeah. I won't. Break my dreams for yes, me. Yes, I won't. Modeling is a very tricky thing where you know, if you work hard, you can make anything happen. Well, you couldn't in Milan, right? Oh, I modeled. Oh, okay. But it wasn't enough. Oh, yeah, the underwear shows. I wanted, you know, in my mind models are millionaires. So I wanted to make all kinds of money and it was just enough for me to get by. Mm. And that wasn't that wasn't, I, I was so set on a business plan. I was like, my five-year plan, what's this going to be? Right. And that wasn't it. So what's, what's going to be the point of the YouTube channel? To help these to help models? models and I help them glow. Like I can help you anywhere you want to go. Right. So I can help you no matter what state you're in. York, I'll LA, connect you Philly, with the Miami. right photographer, hmm. which is the key, and then to the right agency. And all that I can just do from Skype or whatever. Well, depending on when you get all that done, if it's before this podcast goes up, give me the name, give me the website. I'll let you know. The, or the YouTube channel, whatever it is, and we'll, we'll yeah, it should be fun. Well. I mean, uh, I figure I waited twenty years, <laughs> long enough. <laughs> but right? you know, it's just now that you can do that, you couldn't do that before. Yeah. But now with the with the channels and the the freedom you have on the internet, you can do a lot. You can help a lot of people. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you doing the appreciate you doing the podcast. It's appreciate been a lot you of coming. Fun. And we'll, I know uh, I'm not close. We'll wrap we'll wrap this one up. <laughs> and I'll see you, I'll see you guys next time. All right. Hey, before you go. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe to the show using your Apple Podcasts app. While you're there, I would love it if you would give this podcast an honest review. The ratings and reviews are really cool to see. If you don't think the show is worth five stars, well, let's just pretend it is. Don't forget, new podcasts arrive every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with an occasional surprise show on Tuesdays. Until next time, this was... The Dodcast.